Crime Matters, in collaboration with Slaking Thirst's podcast, presents the Christian mythic narrative, The Deep History of the World. PrimeMatters.com is a groundbreaking project of educational outreach of the University of Mary, awakening the Catholic imaginative vision. Episode 3 Creation of the Spiritual Realm and the Fall of Lucifer When God decided to create, to bring into existence a world outside of himself, yet intrinsically related to him by its participation in his existence, he began by calling forth the first creatures of his thought, the noblest of all created beings, the angels. Resembling God by the gift of intelligent minds and free wills, Angels were meant to live in the joy of God's presence, delighting in Him, serving Him, and joining in His eternal dance of love. They were to be His special aides, His messengers and stewards, and were to have an important role in governing and caring for the second part of creation yet to come, that of the material world. Many different kinds and ranks of angels were created, each with special qualities of excellence, each participating in and reflecting an aspect of the infinite divine mind that had brought them into being. Their numbers were vast beyond counting, and their light and power as they basked in and reflected the potent, loving gaze of their Creator was a marvel of beauty beyond description. Noteworthy among them was the mighty archangel Michael, whose name was a tribute to the greatness of God. Among the myriads of angels, the creature in whom God infused the greatest portion of his power and his gifts was given the name Lucifer, the light bearer, the day star. He was highly favored by his maker, meant to occupy a unique place in God's creative plan and to reflect God's goodness with an unequaled splendor. Like all the angelic beings, Lucifer had been graced with the gift of free will, a gift that allowed the possibility of genuine love. But the gift of freedom and the door it opened upon a glorious destiny also came with a perilous possibility that the one who was free to love was also free to turn away from love in self-centered pride. Lucifer thus faced a necessary choice, either to embrace his created being and participate in the life and love of the God who had made him and upon whom his existence depended, or to declare his independence from his maker and by falling into delusion insist on calling himself the source of his own life. Lucifer chose the blindness of pride. He became enamored of his own beauty and strength and set himself to become independent of his maker. Our sources tell us that he fell from his high place out of envy. His envy was most significantly directed at God. He wanted not to serve, but to rule. He resented the fact of his created and derivative nature. He also envied a not-yet-created humanity. He perceived that in fulfilling the role God had planned for him, according to heaven's logic of love, 
he would be called upon to serve creatures of far less power and excellence than himself. He envied the good that he saw coming to them, and he resented their destined place. So he abandoned the life that had been laid out for him by his Maker, and he determined to grasp rule and authority on his own terms. Such was his power and majesty that many among the angels followed him into rebellion, caught by the same desire for egotistical self-rule. Corrupted now by his pride and cut off from communion with God, Lucifer degenerated into a spirit of malice and hatred. He was given new names. The one who had been the day star, the son of the dawn, was now called the dragon, the serpent, Satan the accuser, the devil, the evil one, Apollyon the destroyer, the deceiver of the whole world. Hating the God whom he saw as the enemy of his proud ambition, he led his legions of angels against his creator, attempting to wrest the throne of heaven from God by force. War then broke out in the halls of heaven. The angel Michael led the loyal angelic armies against the devil and by the infinitely superior strength of God defeated them and threw them out of heaven's realm. Satan and the rebel angels who had followed him were cast from their high place. Banished from heaven and the divine presence, enchained by his own perverse choice, this once bright but now dark spirit plotted vengeance and attempted where he could to thwart God's plans and, if such a thing were possible, to take God's place. He and his subject angels, malignant spirits who shared his envy and hatred, now lived in the darkness of their chosen prison of self-regard. Robbed of God's reflected grace, they could think only of marring and corrupting whatever God had made and of fruitlessly attempting to satisfy their lust for self-engorgement by subjugating others to their own darkened wills. Their abode was called Hell, Sheol, the Pit, and their existence was dominated by hatred for God, fear of each other, struggle after power, and the insatiable desire to enslave other minds. The prophet Isaiah spoke of Lucifer's self-inflicted tragedy. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn! How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low! You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. Above the stars of God I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the depths of the pit. 